0: Welcome to Blondes with Glasses. I'm Becca and I'm Shannon and we're two best friends that live far apart. This is a podcast about pop culture and feminism.
1: Three two one and go.
2: Blondes with glasses they can't say Blondes with glasses let's do this podcast thing yeah
1: (laughs) yeah well this is a uh, very special and uh (laughs) unique episode uh, that we're trying out for the very first time
2: uh unique is a great word for it in minnesota we would say it's interesting
1: (laughs) yeah oh yes not too bad not too bad uh so we this week we have zach as our guest and then shannon is in ireland right now and so uh get excited i'll talk to her (laughs) later Um, and, but we're going to have, uh, the two different reactions. Um, so very unique.
2: Prepare your mind audiences, because we're about to take you on a journey through space and time between conversations that Rebecca has with two different people.
1: Yeah, it's, a, it's going to be a great test to see two different reactions to a movie, um, so who, who knows? Mm-hmm. Um, and uh, spoiler alert ahead, uh, we're definitely going to be talking about the movie and everything that happens in the movie, mm-hmm. so that would be kind of pointless to just talk about the concept of Avengers without actually talking what happens in the film. <laughs> exactly. Uh, yeah, so um, first things first, before we started talking, you said that you wanted to see it like two more times. Uh, so, yeah. uh, initial reactions, well, I was, positive, sounds like.
2: Yeah, I was going to start by saying just overall with the kind of how this episode will be operationalized, so to speak. I am very interested to hear Shannon's reaction because I feel like uh, the other podcasts that I've been a guest on, the other episodes that sometimes we all come to agreement just through the sheer intelligence of our arguments as all intelligent people. And we're like, oh yeah, that makes sense. So that's that's cool. So I'll be curious uh, to have you as kind of the constant through the conversation to kind mm-hmm. of pose the same questions to where uh, Shannon and I can't actually agree with each other unless we came to those conclusions separately instead of having somebody outline a really good argument and have me be like oh that's a good point I wish I would have thought of that I'm just going to agree with it Mm -hmm. so it makes it seem like that was my thought all along
1: alright so first impression initial reactions when you first saw the movie what was your first thought
2: Oh, loved it absolutely loved it of course like any film there's a lot of things I can really nitpick about it like why Gamora can be in costume and makeup, but Thanos has to be totally CGI for the whole movie. And Okay, so this know, is a
1: little thing. but why did that female villain have to be CGI? I don't understand it at all. She could have just painted her face, stuck some horns on her. It looks so stupid. And I yeah, just, I don't, I don't the, get it. It looked really video game-like. So, I'm sorry, continue.
2: Yeah. I think that's, yeah, that's what's being really nitpicky with the film, because I think at the end it's like, oh, it's cheaper because we just have to pay the actor to do the voice instead of go in for makeup and hang out all the time and do all of this stuff. But they still got some actors to do it. I mean, uh, Gamora had to do it. Nebula, Uh, Vision. If I think that, yeah, and if Vision... Um, And if I think back to Guardians of the Galaxy 2, which on your last episode you tore apart, which I agree with wholeheartedly, (laughs) the thing that I really despise about that movie, one of the points was the just excessive use of CGI for everything. Where... And then I I thought back to it in relation to this film, and, um... Uh, not the, uh... The, the anti hero who's Peter's Quill's daddy. <laughs> you know, um, I forget his name. Is it Yahoo?
1: Who knows? That sounds right.
2: The mo- Mohawk guy.
1: Okay. Oh, yeah, yeah. He that was guy.
2: in makeup. Yeah, he was in makeup the entire film, too. Like, he was on CGI yeah. the entire time, and he had a crazy Mohawk. Mm-hmm. So I'm sure there would have been a way for them to figure out how to do Thanos in a. Sorry, Thor is going crazy under my legs, just hitting walls with his toys. Um, there's uh oh yeah, for audiences who don't know, I have a dog named Thor, and he's very cute, 4.5 pounds.
1: He has an yep. Instagram he could, you can follow Thor Dago of Thunder. Mm-hmm. Well I got all my coworkers follow into now. it. Yeah, it's a it's a great follow. All my coworkers love him. <laughs> he's super cute. Follow him on Instagram, you guys. <laughs>
2: And it's relevant because his name's Thor. Exactly. So don't let anybody tell you we're off
1: topic right now. Right, right. And, you know, Thor is what Guardians of the Galaxy, you know, Thor Ragnarok is what Guardians wanted to be. You know, it's a space, it's in space, it's it's colorful, it's musical, it's funny, it's CGI heavy, but that didn't bother me. And it's not that I have an issue with CGI, it's just, it can be used effectively.
2: Yeah, Right. They walk the line very well to being a comedic film, but also de- dealing with some very heavy subject matter, right? Like, starts Death of Odin. is like first ten minutes, Thor loses a freaking eye, you know? And it gets really heavy, but they manage to make it lighthearted. But then, at the end, Asgard's destroyed. Mm-hmm. Like, major downer, but... <laughs> still overall it was
1: great yeah and i thought avengers was successful in exactly. the same way mm-hmm. you know it was cgi heavy but not in the way that bothered me it had tons of humor i appreciated, mm-hmm. but it but also incredibly dark um so let's uh nice. talk about um your yes. initial reaction uh to the ending um like i felt something and then i immediately did it oh we're
2: gonna we're gonna start from the we're going to start from the ending and work our way backwards. Okay.
1: Yeah, I mean, that's kind of what we have to address, yeah. right? It's it's part of a two-part movie series, mm-hmm. so the tone in leaving unanswered questions, I, I felt like, if I, like I felt something, and I was devastated for 30 seconds, and then I thought, this has no weight to it, and they wouldn't actually kill all of these people. And I, when Black Panther died, I was like, oh, no, not after one movie, they're not going to get rid of him so it's like they weren't you know very good at selling this yeah. and i i mm-hmm. wasn't as devastated as i should have been because i immediately saw the the marketing
2: well they they announced that he has another movie coming out like it's... they announced this movie before yeah like i feel the exact same way like i love the fact that they made a movie with actual consequences But as it was happening, and I think it was at the exact moment Spider-Man was dying, Mm -hmm. Mr. Stark, I don't feel so good, (laughs) that I was like, they can't kill me, he's got another movie coming out. Right. And I was like, oh wait, they're just going to bring everybody back to life because he has the affinity gauntlet, so somebody else is going to take it and snap it and everything's going to be set right. Right. That's probably what's going to happen. But the my, my saving kind of hope, and this is really dark that I'm like, well, maybe somebody will stay dead, <laughs> but but it's really that the fact that usually superhero movies don't have consequences, right? The mm-hmm. good guy always wins, the bad guy always loses, and nobody really dies.
1: I mean Loki's never truly died.
2: Exactly. so thinking back it's it's or well looking back and being like, well, you know, somebody. Who knows who's going to be able to take the gauntlet through Thanos, but they'll have all the Infinity Stones and they'll be able to set everything right. But now I'm thinking about, well, what's that going to cost, right? Because if you really watch those last scenes, and that's why I wanted to watch this movie like another two or three times, Mm -hmm. was that when Thanos snaps his finger, the Infinity Gauntlet almost shatters Right. And he like his arm gets like burned or something like that, mm-hmm. so obviously it looks like the the gauntlets on in like f- finite, opposite of fin- infinity, <laughs> but has like a finite amount of uses that it can actually handle using all the infinity stones. So perhaps if another person uses it, it will end up destroying that person. Like, you know, I'm going to sacrifice myself to bring all of these people back. And then I was thinking, well, does it only undo the action of the gauntlet? So so does Vision stay dead? Because he died before the snap.
1: Yeah, I mean, that's what I was thinking is that I originally thought that who Mm -hmm. died before the gauntlet were really dead, except for maybe Zoe Saldana. Uh, because she said in an interview that she was going to be in the next Guardians movie. Yeah, they're planning
2: another Guardians of the Galaxy film.
1: Yeah, I don't think she realized what a spoiler she was revealing yeah. in a random interview. And, uh, But that's what I assumed, is that everyone yeah. before the gauntlet was you know, used, is that they're dead. And then I thought, mm-hmm. well, you know, I think of those who are going to permanently die, it would be Tony Stark, Captain America, and... Uh, because so, there's no more standalone movies for them. And mm-hmm. so it seems like something's going to have to happen in the next mm-hmm. movie.
2: Marvel needs to move on. I think that's the thing.
1: Yeah, I, I think it's time for, for Captain America right. and, and, to, and Iron Man to... No more standalone movies. I think it's sort of done for them. And so I think they'll
2: have to I figure mean, that out. If, if, I could, if I could write the film... Either this is what would happen. This would be best case scenario. And I know we're just skipping past to a lot of details and scenes in the movie, but this is really what matters, right? Mm-hmm. Is that they actually made a consequential film. Disney made a consequential film where people died mm-hmm. and little kids had to deal with it. Like, <laughs> I, I remember the audience that hasn't heard this, but I saw the movie with your sister, Julie. Credits roll. And there's kids like standing up, like holding their heads, like pulling their hair out, <laughs> just like their reality has been shattered.
1: Yeah, I, I mean, I was sitting next to this very annoying child, and then finally, in the last ten minutes, he finally shut up and he stopped talking.
2: Yeah, and there was this one kid in a row in front of us that the mother was literally putting her hand on his mouth, trying to get him to shut up because he, <laughs> at the end of the movie, he's like, "This sucks." They killed Spider-Man. This movie sucks. (laughs) This sucks. They killed Spider. Like, he was just on a tirade. Just, like, so angry. And there's, like, his. I think their grandfather was with them. So it's, like, the grandfather and the mother are, like, trying to console him. He's just so angry. And he was, like, clapping throughout the whole film. He was so into it. And he was, like, just ready for the heroes to win. And then they lose. Reality (laughs) gets shattered. Mm -hmm. And I'm, like, hey, kid. It's 2018. It's time to grow up and face the reality. Face the facts of life.
1: Uh, Yeah, because you're the whole time the whole movie. You're you're thinking, oh, they're gonna at the last second they're gonna pull one out. You know they're gonna do it, and it's like, oh, and then you're confronted with the the fact that they don't. But at the same time, you know there's a second movie, so right that you know really the you know yeah it's like we 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 have to withhold a certain amount of judgment and or praise mm-hmm. until we see the second part, because if the second part is just a big red reset button, which you know mm-hmm. we hate um a big that was a big issue our big issue with Doctor Who is that it always would take away all those consequential
2: mm-hmm. actions
1: you know it would just take away any anything that like really mattered. By resetting everything. And so it's it's a question yeah. of... And it's also insane to think... You have the ability to rewrite reality itself. And... And so you just choose to murder everybody? Like... You could literally... <laughs> well, re- you could create new worlds.
2: Yeah, let's go into Thanos... Um, in a second. Himself mm-hmm. as a character. But the... I was going to say, if I could write the second movie, what would happen is, you know, they have to go find Thanos. There's probably an introduction of a few more superheroes that weren't in the last film to make up for the ones that were lost, like Captain Marvel, obviously. Mm-hmm. They find Thanos. There's the big last moment. And then um Tony Stark dies in the battle with him. And Thanos probably has a realization through all this, like, Maybe it's not all worth it, you know. As he's dying, and he's like, "But I don't have the power to use the gauntlet again. Like I'm too weak." Mm -hmm. So, Captain America takes up the gauntlet, snaps his fingers, and kill. You know, basically sacrifices himself because the gauntlet's already weakened. So it takes the rest of his force, or life force, or whatever they want to call it, to bring everybody back. So through. The sacrifices, you lose Tony Stark, and so Iron Man and Captain America, Mm -hmm. but it brings everybody back. And then you have Bucky Barnes, who has been Captain America in the comics, Mm -hmm. so he would be back, so they could do more Captain America films with Bucky Barnes as Captain America. He's also,
1: hasn't he also been Captain America?
2: Yeah, Sam Wilson's Mm -hmm. also been Captain America. And then Iron Man, I mean... hasn't he already had four films i feel like he's had like four at least maybe it was three it might have only been three but
1: well civil war was half his movie yeah
2: (laughs) so we don't need any more captain america i mean robert downey jr does a good tony stark but we can move on yeah so i feel like that would be pretty consequential because those are the two biggest heroes Mm -hmm. in the marvel franchise i mean thor's up there but i feel like but they're also they're, they they're the started. oldest.
1: You know, if Marvel's yeah. been doing these movies for 10 years, Iron Man being the first one, Captain America was what, the second one. So it's like yeah. those are the those are the first that we should shed in this new era. Yeah.
2: As much as Captain it,
1: America is my absolute favorite, I'm mm-hmm. so excited for Captain Marvel. Like yeah. they I'm just so excited for that new chapter and what that possibly yeah. means you know i mean obviously we're gonna get more black panther movies we're gonna get a captain marvel movie now mm-hmm. they're gonna they have they closed a deal with fox yet do they have the rights to x-men now
2: i think they do or they will in the near future it's i don't know the specifics <laughs> <laughs> sorry thor saw somebody walking it's okay bud uh, um, thor's
1: mad at thanos
2: yeah he's yeah he's still just holding a grudge at this point yeah it's okay (laughs) um yeah i i think the future of marvel looks good so there's no reason to keep trying to carry on the characters that have been i feel like infinity war is a good way to end it yeah and you know thor obviously in the in the ragnarok film there was the foreshadowing of creating a new Asgard in Norway Mm -hmm. when Odin was like, This is a beautiful place. Remember this place.
1: Yeah, but then also here's the other thing that was sort of brushed past. Is all of Asgard gone at this point? Because was that entire refugee ship where is Valkyrie? That's my that was my number one question.
2: Valkyrie, yeah. I I think she answered it that via Twitter that she was at the bar.
1: (laughs) (laughs) I love that answer
2: yeah in in uh you know uh true to her character in the movie yeah so uh because in the comics what happens after ragnarok in the comics is asgard's destroyed everybody's destroyed and thor gets resurrected and then finds all the souls of all the asgardians to resurrect them and then builds a new asgard in the desert of like oklahoma (laughs) or something like that amazing yeah And so I feel like building a new Asgard in Norway, and then like even if he sacrificed himself, I could see that Mm -hmm. like finally giving the throne to Loki, and then Loki becoming like this very good ruler after he's learned so much about sacrifice and everything, because he does sacrifice himself in the beginning of the film. He tries Mm -hmm. to save Thor, so even he's learned, you know. So except
1: I'm so ready for Loki to never come back again. <laughs> <laughs> like That's he's thing, enjoyable. Like main
2: protagonist in Marvel. It's just through everything.
1: It's like I'm just certain villains we can just set aside now. Like it was weird seeing Red Skull again. Like it did. Yeah, that was, uh,
2: was that was kind of a funny little yeah, roundabout way to get him in the film. It was. I don't know. Well, th- speaking of villains, let's move to Thanos. Mm-hmm. Then thoughts overall.
1: I thought he was a well drawn character. I liked that yeah. he was three dimensional. Um, I liked that he had feelings and cared mm-hmm. about things. Uh, I thought if you break down his plan, it doesn't really add up, you know, just create more food, <laughs> I don't know, <laughs> create yeah, world s- peace, I, you know, like I, literally you have I the s- ability to reshape all of reality and the universe and you mm-hmm.
2: just you could make well, everyone we, happy. <laughs> yeah. I I've seen the memes, so it's been like uh, you know, destroys half the universe in one snap, but couldn't you create double the resources mm-hmm. with another one? <laughs> right. But uh you know, I have to think though, if you really think about it, he's Thanos the character is genius level intelligence, right? Like as smart as Uh, Tony Stark, Mm -hmm. really, Um, in Titan form or whatever kind of alien he was. And his civilization was so far advanced beyond what we would be or other aliens would have been, and they still could not figure out how to survive. Mm -hmm. So I think that was really what shaped his worldview and the fact that it doesn't matter how advanced we get, it doesn't matter what we do, there's only a finite of matter in the universe and we're going to use it all up. Mm. So I need to balance it so the people that do survive can live in happiness hmm. and not live in fear and pain and hunger and um, strife. And... What I really liked about the character is I was a little worried because in the comics he's a little far out there. Like, the whole reason he wants to kill the univ- half the universe in the comics is because he sees the vision of death personified as a child and falls in love with it. So he tries to, like, woo death by causing all this math destruction and death throughout the universe yeah. to find... to. make death fall in love with him
1: interesting so
2: yeah it's it's an interesting concept but that doesn't really translate too well into movies you know
1: especially if it's a child that he fell in love with
2: yeah in the movie (laughs) yeah it was a child no he was a child when he saw the comics yeah but uh so the fact of having the more focus on the balance and the fact that it's not You know, his means are crazy, but he makes a solid argument up until he's like, then we need to kill half the people in the universe. Yeah. Half the living beings in the universe. Yeah. I like that he
1: was articulate. He made some interesting points. He had connections and loved ones. And he seemed to be a fully realized three-dimensional character. Right. And I always look for that in a villain.
2: Yeah. He didn't desire power. He didn't desire wealth. He didn't desire really anything other than to prevent the universe from realizing its own destructions yeah and he took very questionable means to prevent that yeah but that's all he really cared about and he even talks in the film about you know he test his will was tested once and he let it go and it was the you know destruction and extinction extinction of his people
1: yeah That
2: he didn't take action and he won't make the same mistake twice.
1: And I think I do, looking back on it, really appreciate the scene where he does kill Gamora. Because in that moment, my first thought was, oh, when confronted with this this choice, you, you would automatically think, oh, this isn't worth it, what I want. I already have all of these Infinity Stones, I'm already incredibly powerful it's not worth sacrificing her, and then through that, you if you had that thought, then you would say, oh, well then I don't want anyone else to go through this, or whatever, you know, but then he makes yeah. that choice, and so you see him grapple with it and, and immediately overcome that humanity <laughs> side yeah. of him, and so it just, there were some really compelling, effective scenes, some great character work, and I think the big question is, Did they pull it off? As a movie where you have to balance, like, 25 main characters, Mm -hmm. you know, did they pull it off in terms of balancing the needs of all of these characters and balancing how recently you saw some of them? You know, like, we don't need to see any more growth for Black Panther or whatever his was the most recent movie to come out, you know? We need to see... His world, because we love it, or whatever, and they and there was just I thought I thought they really pulled it off. There was just the right amount of every character, and char- I mean, once again, there's a lot of Tony Stark. <laughs> there always is, but I loved Thor. I, I loved I-, I just thought I thought everyone was well used and well balanced, mm-hmm. and I thought it was a gargantuan task that they had in front of them and i just couldn't imagine them pulling it off and they did
2: (laughs) yeah i like i said there's a lot of things i could probably nitpick about the film and then we actually did at the beginning (laughs) with the cgi use but i mean my worry with that is that films with cgi just don't age well yeah like julie told you that I think that we had to watch The Matrix because one of her dance companies did like a 10-year anniversary show with a bunch of other companies in the Twin Cities about The Matrix for a charity event.
1: Okay, no, I missed that whole story. That's insane. Okay. We're going to have
2: to catch up <laughs> on that. But we had to watch The Matrix and that movie does not age Oh well.
1: no, I haven't seen it in like a decade.
2: Yeah, Exactly. And it's like, when I want to watch a movie, I I think back and it's like, well, I want to watch the event, this movie, ten years later. Yeah. And my first reaction is like, yeah, it was a great film, but if it's got... If I watch it, I'm just like, oh, everything looks so fake. Yeah. It's going to take away from it. That's why I really appreciate what Chris Nolan did with Batman, because that trilogy, there's not too much CGI in it. Like, mostly... Most of the movie is all real. Yeah. Like, the stadium collapsing in the third movie, obviously, was a lot of CGI, but all the other explosions and things they do throughout the film are real, so when you watch it, it's real people doing real things, so it's
1: not
2: too far removed. It's not, when I watch it ten years later, I'm not going to be like, oh, everything just looks so fake.
1: Well, speaking of rewatchability, you said you wanted to see this movie again, and I thought... In my mind, this was an episode of TV, you know, like I've watched, God, what, 15, 20 movies at this point, you know, leading up to it. So this was like a season finale, you know, this was the cliffhanger, the season finale. So like, do like, I remember enjoying that first Avengers movie, but Mm -hmm. I have no desire to watch that again. I definitely don't want to see Age (laughs) of Ultron again. You know, it's like, no, I definitely will see Captain America Civil War again. Like but that to me it's like it's a standout episode of television. <laughs> you know, like right. at this point because there I is such a volume of it, I can't see yeah. these the way I see like Lord of the Rings or whatever, where it's like right. this is something I will watch again in ten years. Like to me, this will not be relevant in ten years.
2: Yeah, I think that's a really interesting and good way of looking at it because there has been so much material on the same subject. It is like having a tenth season TV series, right? Mm-hmm. Like, there's a lot of great episodes. Thor Ragnarok. Yes. Captain America's Civil War. Um, the. uh Let's see, I'm already writing it. First Avengers was good. Um,
1: Winter Soldier. I think Iron Man 3. Winter I Soldier
2: was alright. Winter Soldier is my Iron favorite. Really? Yeah. I thought. Winter. Now that I. Yeah, Winter Soldier was okay the uh Civil War was really good. Ragnarok was really good mm-hmm. I mean Black Panther Black that's amazing very new, but that was very good um, and, you know i 'd probably go back and watch the Avengers again, the first one just because this movie is so recent but the the thing is that i I feel like there is so much minute detail and care that they put into creating this one that, you know, I I read a bunch of articles about all the Easter eggs they have in there with just, like, little one-off lines. And that's why I say
1: this felt like a season finale of a TV show because this is not a standalone movie. So, for example, my parents went to go see this movie. My dad, who actually remembers the other Marvel movies that he's seen, enjoyed it immensely. And I said, before my mom went, I said, you shouldn't bother going, Mom, because you're going to hate it. I can tell you that right now. She cannot remember how Captain America is alive because she only remembers him dying at the end of his movie. Even though he's been in God knows how many movies now. She, every time, is like, how is he alive and in present day? And it's like, so, I was like, this movie is not for you. I haven't even seen it, but I can tell you that you're gonna hate this movie. And what happens, she goes and sees it and she says, I thought it was so boring, I didn't understand who any of the characters were, I didn't understand... You know, I thought, how stupid, why do I care about this person? They came on screen and it, it was meaningless to me. And it's like, exactly as I told you, you know, that's, this is you know? not a standalone movie. If you have not seen a single other Marvel movie, or if you've only paid casual attention to the other Marvel movies, you've seen half of them, this movie does not stand up. Like, it, it no. is a meaningless movie if you have not seen any of those other movies, which is totally fine. It's not a knock on the movie. It just makes it a different thing you know it's a different Mm -hmm. thing that they're trying to accomplish and it's something Mm -hmm. that my mom will always hate because she has no memory of the other movies
2: they have made a lot of stuff and now they're just trying to put it all together and tie a boat on it yeah i mean and they did uh, it yeah game of thrones is trying to do the same thing and it's I know you don't watch that show anymore, Mm -hmm. but the last season that's, like, setting up the finale season, you can tell they're really trying to wrap things up. Yeah. (laughs) So, and I just didn't really get that sense from this film. And it was during the movie and experiencing it for the first time. Like, when he actually does get to snap his fingers and you start seeing everybody die, Mm -hmm. for just a moment, I'm like, oh, my God, they actually did it.
1: Yeah, exactly. they did it.
2: Like, if you read the comics, you know that, yeah, Thanos succeeds, and he kills half the universe, and then this guy named Adam Warlock comes along and undoes everything, (laughs) but Adam Warlock's not in the film, so who knows how it's going to turn out now. However, there's also that sense, it's like, but really? right? Did did they really? But, I mean, just for a moment, though, it's like... Yeah, they're dead. Yeah, like
1: for a moment when they when they, when they the really wins. when they spent a little extra time on Spider Man's death, you know, yeah. it got it gets you. You know, real real yeah. for that for that brief moment, you're like, oh my god, no, this is awful, and then yeah. immediately though, you yeah. I, you just it took any weight away from it immediately.
2: Right was lost, and I think I think that's what's going to hold up for this movie is what's really the consequence. In the Avengers five, yeah, right, it's the fifth one, yeah, it's like, is this actually gonna show and hold the actions of Thanos and other people accountable when, you know, Star Lord, their almost had the put off and he slapped Thanos mm-hmm. and let him emo- let his emotions get the better of him when they could have taken the gauntlet, when Thor almost kills Thanos at the end, but instead of just killing him, he wants Thanos to know that it's Thor who's going to kill him mm-hmm. and take revenge for the deaths of all the Asgardians and his brother. Like, Thor could have just killed him. He could have landed and grabbed his axe and chopped his head off, mm-hmm. and that would have been dead, but no, he wanted Thanos to know yeah, that look it
1: him was in the, the eyes. Thor yeah. who
2: did that, which really lives up to his character. Um, and really lives up to Star Lord's character because yeah. he's egocentric and he's emotional. Yeah. So, it also does a really good job at showing the faults of our heroes and then that our heroes could have defeated this almost invincible villain, but they let their emotions mm-hmm. and those aspects of their humanity get the better of of them. So, what is the consequence? Right. And if, and what will it cost? I think that's the that's the big question yeah. on whether or not this movie will hold up or if we're going to watch the other one, everybody comes back to life and they all live happily ever after. It could
1: be setting up a really interesting question because, you know, what if they got the gauntlet off him when they almost had it off him? What do they do with the gauntlet once they have it? Do they destroy it or do they have an argument? I mean, is that what the second movie could be? Is an argument about what to do with this power if they take it from him, you know? Are they going How to just undo be... what he did, or are they going to try and make world peace? Are they going to bring back all of their loved ones who have died in the last ten years, you know?
2: I have, I have to say, Becca, that would be the greatest series then, is if Thanos is just like, you can take it, I I don't want it. And yeah. just, like, leaves, walks into the sunset, uh-huh. and then it's, like, left that there's this gauntlet, and then... It goes down all these paths of, like, the darkest timeline of people, like, yeah, maybe they undo everything, but now they have all the Infinity Stones and, like, people trying to use them to make the universe better, but actually making it worse mm-hmm. by their actions. Or
1: people just wanting to bring back specific people, you know, what if right. what if uh, Scarlet Witch wants to bring back Vision, even though that wasn't part of the snapping of the fingers, you know, yeah. like sort of a thing and so what if she you know again another Civil War (laughs) type of a situation you know so I don't know that they'll necessarily go down that path but it's an interesting idea of what if they did get the gauntlet from him
2: you know I think you need to write an alternative history (laughs) and present it to Marvel for the comics that Thor just throws away the gauntlet Thanos just throws away the gauntlet realizing that he was wrong and becomes disillusioned and the the there's like the affinity gauntlet wars deluxe (laughs) where it's just people fighting for the affinity gauntlet to use it for what they see is the best use of this godlike power Mm -hmm. yeah you convinced me that's the best movie (laughs) moving forward that's the best movie.
1: (laughs) well it's about 35 minutes so we'll leave the rest of the time for for shannon and i to have our discussion
2: yeah, I am very curious to how she feels. Yeah, I think it will be pretty similar to us, but yeah, you never know. So I'm uh, I'm looking forward to hearing her thoughts as well. Yeah,
1: it's gonna be great. I wish
2: I had a I wish I had a pun too. <laughs> I was trying to think about Thanos and stones and being stoned, but <laughs> nothing. I got nothing. Oh. And then I thought about gauntlet, like like the complexion of Gaunt. Uh-huh. And then during the holiday of Lent, but I couldn't put those two together into a joke. So, if you can figure that out by the time you have your discussion with Shannon, I'll be very happy. I'll have to, hear to think about it. Yeah, resolve. I'll have to come up with yeah. some
1: Infinity War puns by the end of this. Yeah,
2: I'll I'll think about it as well. But uh, if not, uh, yeah, yeah, gauntlet.
1: sounds good. <laughs>
0: Hi, Shannon. Hi, Becca. Back world traveler, back from Ireland. Oh my god, it feels like old times. Mm -hmm. (laughs) Uh, Did you have a fun trip? I did. Uh, Do you, have you been on Instagram? Yes, I have. Did you see that I got a tattoo? I did, and I kept thinking,
1: (laughs) she she doesn't have a tattoo, right? Right. Like, that
0: was your first one. That was my first tattoo. And probably my last, if we're being honest. (laughs) It was huge. Yeah, it's huge. Do you want to see it? You can see huh Jesus. Look at yeah. that. It's really cute. Listeners, you are getting the full, you know, <laughs> deal right now seeing that on the podcast. <laughs> yeah. It's still uh, got lots of gunk on it and all that stuff, so it doesn't look <laughs> great, but it will look great, so. Great. Yeah. I was, uh, I was talking to Dave, one of our listeners, who we were going there to his wedding, mm-hmm. and he was like, what? What, wasn't there a podcast episode where you guys talked about tattoos, and and you said you would never be getting one? And, and I was like, yeah, I think that is true. Uh, yeah. So sorry for the inconsistencies and in the canon people, but
1: <laughs> yeah, it's crazy to think people grow and change. How strange, right? Um, Weird. <laughs> what
0: was what was it that that caused the change though? That that made you go for it? Uh, so originally I. I had a dream earlier this year like maybe six months ago where I I just had a dream that I got a tattoo and I woke up from the dream and I was like all right I I mean it's not that far-fetched of a dream and so I sort of started doodling around on like a photoshop seeing like what would I want in like in this dream tattoo it was related to stuff that I love like Star Trek and those things and I was I started doing that and I was sort of goofing around with ideas and printing them out and looking at them for a really long time and then when we started getting ready to go to Ireland I was like you know what I actually want is something about Ireland because I miss it so much (laughs) and I was like if I'm gonna do it I might as well do something that is like you know has like multiple meanings like something related to a TV show like is only that deep but something like this could be deeper and so talked it over with Kyle and we were both like the more we talked about it the more we were like yeah actually this is something we could get on board with and started thinking of different ideas and so we settled on magpies and Mm -hmm. uh we each got a different goofy looking magpie uh for our listeners who have not seen it Mm. um and I don't know it just connects to all the all the trips to Ireland I've done it was like the first post on tumblr I ever made was about magpies and because I originally started my Tumblr, I was like, a, "I'm going abroad in college. Right. Like, family here's a way to keep track of me." And I had like one post, and it was about magpies. <laughs> and then after that, it was all about not my trip abroad; <laughs> it was about fan stuff. Um, and I hope none of my family still follows my Tumblr. <laughs> uh, and and there's the you know the nursery rhyme about magpies and one for sorrow, two for joy, and the fact that I have one and. You know, that reminds me of my mom who would hate that I have a tattoo. And then, <laughs> but together there's two of us and there's two magpies and that's two for joy. So it's got kind of like, I don't know, it's meaningful to me, which mm. I guess is the whole point. Mm-hmm. And it was a cool experience and topic of conversation, I'm sure, for the rest of my life. <laughs> and my dad, I told him like weeks ago that we were thinking of getting something. And this was back before we'd settled on magpies. Mm -hmm. And I was thinking about getting a very small tattoo that was, like, a fill, minimum fill line uh, for how much you need to fill a kettle to boil a cup of tea Mm -hmm. with, like, the little line and then, like, five milliliters or whatever. And he was like, oh, that's cute. I like it very simple. Nice. (laughs) And and then he picked us up at the airport and he was like, we mentioned the tattoos and he follows me on Instagram. So I thought he saw it. And then he was like, oh, yeah, let me see. And so we both rolled up our sleeves, and his eyes went, like, <laughs> out of his head. He was so shocked. And I was like, oh, my God, he does not approve of this tattoo. <laughs> so, yeah, I let, I. let he was like, well, at least they uh, are making great strides in tattoo laser removal these days. I'm like, <laughs> oh, okay. <laughs> oh, that's something my parents would say. Yep, yeah. So, uh Yeah, so I've uh, truly lived up to the millennial ideal of disappointing your parent (laughs) now. Uh, But anyway, so that was was it. But the highlight of our trip was not the tattoos. It was obviously going to Dave's wedding, one of our long-term listeners. It was Mm -hmm. amazing. He scheduled it the same day as the Big Brother finale, which I don't understand (laughs) (laughs) so i just today got to finish big brother uh but other than that it was wonderful and fantastic so congratulations dave and ashling our listeners for finally getting hitched (laughs) yeah so how have you been back in america
1: Well, I just went to the dentist just now, Mm -hmm. just came back, and I've graduated, so now I only have to go every six months like a normal person. Wait, (laughs) Wait, how frequently were you going before? Every four months they had me on. Oh, wow. Because... I had some gum problems last oh. year, and uh, they sorted them out. And then this like last two ones were like, okay, if you keep keep if you keep this up, we'll get you back on six months. And Yay! Then, so yeah, really sad accomplishment, but uh, Did you I'm get, like, happy a sticker? about it. Did you I the... should have yeah. I should have
0: asked for a sticker. What was I thinking? Yeah, that's clearly you needed a sticker for that. Yeah. <laughs>
1: Yeah. And last week, I got my blood drawn for the first time since I was a child. Mm. So you didn't pass out? And I I was okay with it. Like, I just I made the lady tell me about her weekend. And she told me about tacos. And then (laughs) she was done. And I was like, Oh, that was fast. Nice. And I got the results back. And I don't know how to read them. But I did a lot of googling. And I think I have a a wee touch of the anemia. (laughs) Uh, Like many ladies, like many people plagued with periods, anemia is a thing. I, and I, I was anemic as a small child, and I haven't got my mm. blood tested since, so it's like, you know, I i don't know. My doctor hasn't called me, so I oh. guess she's not worried. So good. Okay. I, I guess if there, there was something she wanted to tell me about or was concerned about, I guess she would call, right?
0: Yeah. I don't know. I've never got my blood drawn before. <laughs> I don't know. Uh, I don't know. I don't go to the doctor, so I can't really help you on that one. <laughs> <laughs> you don't go to the doctor. I don't go to the doctor. <laughs> oh. oh. Well, I don't really
1: recommend it. I've spent... Way too much money on that. Yeah. Like, my, I, I don't know. I don't know how much I'm going to pay for these lab tests. Up front, they were like, here, pay us money f- before we build your insurance. But they didn't charge my card. Mm-mm. And then my insurance came back and was like, it's, it's way less than that, but it's still, like, $65. Mm. And it's like, and, and, but it says, you may owe. I do not understand insurance. Nope. At all. No. And I feel like a failure as an adult because... But does anybody ever learn? No, like, they Like, does anyone ever understand it?
0: They don't teach it. When... It's like... There <sighs> should have been a class at some point in our lives mm-hmm. to teach us how to do taxes and insurance.
1: Yeah, teach us how to... Like, when do you call the insurance company and argue with them and, and does that help? And I've heard a lot of stories where it does help mm. that if you call them up and argue with them, things will get changed. Or it's like, I just can someone just is it why why aren't there more explainers yeah <laughs> why does it say you may owe at what point do do i check back and it says you owe this amount do i get a bill in the mail hmm. how does this work why won't anyone explain it to me
0: <laughs> <laughs> they don't want to explain it to you yeah. yeah yeah well let's see what happened while we were apart uh brooklyn Nine was canceled and then re uncanceled, renewed, to onto NBC. Jesus. Oh my god, that was a crazy... That was a harrowing day. Oh my god, I was, because I was like on a different time zone, and I was like, what is happening? And I was tre- checking Twitter whenever I had spare Wi-Fi, and I was like, oh, I was devastated talking about the end of Brooklyn Nine-Nine, uh-huh. and then I saw all these really famous people on Twitter saying like, you know, it, and it, if Lin-Manuel Miranda is saying, don't cancel the show, you can't cancel the show, basically. Right. And then it was renewed. It was so joyous. It was lovely, mm-hmm. and I uh, can't wait. And and now that it'll be on NBC, do we think there will be a crossover with Law and Order SVU, which was <laughs> renewed for season twenty? <laughs> that would be
1: incredible. That right? really would be right.
0: Oh, I, think I mean. That'd be
1: great. Maybe they'll do crossovers better on NBC than they did on Fox because what was that that one episode? It was supposed to be like a new girl crossover
0: or something, and oh, she was like right? in one
1: scene or something. It was just like,
0: well, what? <laughs> it was like they both had cameos in each other's episodes. It wasn't yeah. even like a, like, a you yeah, can't that call was, it a crossover. That was weird. Yes, I t- had completely forgotten about that. Oh yeah. yeah. Um. What else? Oh, on the plane, I watched Jumanji because of your recommendation and? I loved it, and Jack Black was, like, the highlight of that movie. He was yes. amazing, and Karen Gillan was really, i I just, like, I really liked it. Although... It's a, it's a very enjoyable movie, I have to say. Yeah, I am glad I didn't see it in theaters. I feel like if I had seen it in theaters, I would have been like, eh, whatever. But seeing it oh, on no. plane... Oh, no, I
1: thought it was really fun in the theater.
0: Like, really? The action sequences and stuff, it's fun on the big screen. Mm. I, it was really nice to, not to have to pay for it, you know? It was just like... <laughs> it's, I feel like it's the perfect TBS or, like, freeform movie where if it's on, on TV, I'll be like, oh, yeah, keep that one on. I'll watch that. Like, <laughs> in a similar vein as, like, Drumline. If Or mm. Men in Black. If those are ever on TV and I am in front of the TV, I will sit down and watch those. You know? Same, yeah. same type of feel. I also watched The Greatest Showman, uh, which was good? I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> so it had a lot of Broadway people in it, and Hugh Jackman, I think, is maybe, like, the greatest human. I'm not sure on that, but I'm kind of sure. He's He's so great, and I just but the story itself was kind of uncomfortable because Barnum the actual guy was kind of terrible like uh-huh. and and it you know it's just like it has it's been cinematically altered to be a little less icky but it still feels like you're watching an icky person at the end mm. of the day mm-hmm. but Everybody was really talented and Zach Efron is in it and <laughs> I did not know that going in. And his dancing is so nice. He's just got a good face. I like Zach Efron. <laughs> He's very talented. Very talented. And I that reminded me that I had still I still have not seen Baywatch. I feel like that's a like huge
1: Oh yeah, me neither. Right. It What's, just got such terrible reviews, and right. I was like, "Oh gosh, I guess The Rock didn't save this one."
2: Right. <laughs>
0: um, and then I watched Paddington Two, oh. which I did not realize until I got home and I checked IMDb is currently like the number one ranked movie on Rotten Tomatoes. It has, like, it's high. It it took over for Toy Story Two was the previously highest ranked movie. Wow. And it was so. <laughs> it's love, so good. I could watch three hundred. Paddington movies they're so amazing <laughs> yeah
1: that's what I said yeah yeah I could yeah
0: yeah so, so I, I was very glad to finally catch up on some of your recommendations Um, yeah the only other ones that I didn't that I was sort of thinking about were like Lady Bird and some other mm. sort of Oscar-y ones but I was like no no I need to like go back to my roots with these like childhood movies that mm-hmm. make you actually feel good things so yeah. so I was glad yeah. I, I did those yeah great yeah Well,
1: our listeners would have just heard, hopefully, 35 minutes, maybe (laughs) 12 minutes of that is not there, who knows, of um, a discussion that I have with Zach about the Avengers. Right. And so now we're going to have our version of that discussion. I've got my little, my three or four questions that I asked him. Okay. And we'll sort of go through. You might answer the questions before I ask them. That's what Zach did. Okay. Um. (laughs) Overachiever. All right.
0: (laughs) Not a cop.
1: So... The first thing about Avengers, Mm -hmm. your first thoughts. When you walked out of the theater, you were like...
0: I was like, uh, it did exactly what I was afraid it was going to do, which is because it was a two-parter, it left me feeling a little bereft because I was like, that was basically just the start of the next movie and I want to see the next movie right away. like I Mm -hmm. don't want to wait for the, the denouement. Or whatever. I just wanted... I wanted to sit down and watch them back to back. And I knew that going in, it was going to be like that. But it was still, like, a little... Ugh. You know? Yeah. It was a lot of build-up. And then... Yeah. um, And then, also, my second thought was... That was so much better than Civil War. <laughs> <laughs> and and Age of Ultron. Because, uh, I mean, like, 10,000 oh, times better. Anything's than better than Age of oh, Ultron. Oh, so bad. But... Uh, we watched the night before we went to see it in theaters. So we watched uh, Civil War, and mm-hmm. uh, just a side note about Civil War. I really, as we were watching that, we both agreed that there should be a a separate track in the DVD format that you can watch the movie with, which is the Meow track. And anytime Chadwick Boseman shows up <laughs> on screen in the Black Panther cowl there's like a tiny meow of him. Like he just sort of slips on the screen and then there's a little meow. And I feel like that would be the most enjoyable edit of that movie to watch (laughs) because he does so much like creeping around in the shadows. Mm -hmm. And anyway, that's just my little pitch to Marvel. If you want to take me up on that. Otherwise, I mean like I could probably edit it myself to do that, but I don't don't want to spend that time. And it's Uh just going to be taken down off YouTube once I do it, of course, Uh uh, for copyright infringement. Um, but yeah, it was, I, there's so many characters in that mm. movie. It was, it, they did a better job balancing them, I think, than they did in Civil War. Mm. Uh, it felt like all the right people had the right amount of time on screen, maybe. I, it already feels like <laughs> as soon as I watched it, I needed to watch it again because so much happened. yeah. And I couldn't remember the beginning of the movie by the end of the movie.
1: (laughs) Right. It's two and a half hours long. Mm -hmm. And so I guess the other question is, did they pull it off? Like, you... The task in front of them is juggling 25 main characters, or however many it is. Honestly, to sit down and count sounds, like, exhausting. I'm just gonna say 25. Right, yeah. (laughs) (laughs) To balance those 25 main characters or whatever, and then tell a story of consequence,
0: do you think they pulled it off? I... Hesitate to say yes. I think that it's so difficult because everybody that goes into that movie is going to have a different favorite character. A different person that they want to be spotlighted in the story. And I feel like my favorite characters were just lucky enough to be spotlighted. Specifically Thor. That's what I'm thinking. Mm -hmm. The Thor arc within that movie was acceptable. It wasn't anywhere near you know Ragnarok in like here let's see some Thor stuff but it was right. enough that I was like there was character growth there were costume changes <laughs> it was mm-hmm. it was enjoyable watching Thor so and and then i mean there were also it one of the things that really surprised me about the movie was how it changed my opinion on Doctor Strange because we had also just recently watched Doctor Strange at home and mm-hmm. upon seeing that again Further away from when I originally watched it, I was like, "This is actually not a bad movie. It's just that there are so many other Marvel movies that are better, mm-hmm. and it's overshadowed by its visual effects, which were so good." But seeing his character with interact with everybody else in this movie was maybe appreciate him a little bit more. And I don't know. I don't know. I, I don't like him. I. <laughs> But you know that. I yes. never will.
1: You know, like Benedict Cumberbatch isn't gonna win me over. Like, yes, his American right. accent was slightly better yeah. this time around. <laughs> um, but like generally I sort of liked I liked when everyone made fun of him in the movie. You know, yes, I thought agreed.
0: He's a good I, straight man.
1: He's yeah. a great
0: straight man for like, the rest of the He's
1: ridiculous. Like he's inherently that character's inherently ridiculous. So yes. I loved the other characters pointing that out. I loved I love the interactions of characters who've never interacted before and them pointing out the absurdity of their little world that they live in, Mm -hmm. you know? I thought the level of humor was really good and I thought everyone had their own sense of humor. It wasn't like Joss Whedon, like Avengers, where everyone was quippy in the exact same way and then they had no personality. Mm -hmm. You know, so for me, I really think think they pulled it off pretty
0: well. I do think that it is hard to... It's hard to judge it on its own because it's not—it's not a standalone movie in any way,
1: right? And that's exactly what I said with Zach, where it's like I viewed this as part one of a season finale. Mm -hmm. You know, I've—we've seen what like twenty movies up to this point. That's a season of TV. You know, we've seen that they're just really long Westworld type length episodes. You know, (laughs) like it's—we've just watched so much of this, like. I, as I said earlier, which you haven't heard, but mm-hmm. my parents went to see this, and I told my mom, I was like, don't go, you're going to hate it. You have no memory of mm-hmm. any of the other movies. This will be meaningless fighting to you. It will mean nothing. These characters will come on screen, and you won't have any memory of their backstory, or why right. it's significant, or their interactions, or whatever. And of course, she goes and sees it, and she comes back, and she goes, ah, it was so boring to me, I was so bored, I didn't know what was happening. Yeah. You know? And it's like, yeah, because... She couldn't, she still, I've said this earlier in the podcast, but she still couldn't remember that how Captain America is alive. <laughs> she only remembers him dying at the, in, his, in his first movie. we that's a long time ago. That's so many movies ago that he has been in. <laughs> oh, and every wow. time she's still hung up on, but didn't he die? <laughs> so that's where she's at. And uh. so it's like, yes, this is not a movie. This mm. is a finale of a show. You know, mm-hmm. this is a finale of a series of things. You know, this is this cannot be viewed compared to, you know, any other, I think, standalone action movies. Right. That's not what yeah. it is. It's not the purpose it's functioning as. And I think for what it's functioning as, I was very pleased. I was very pleasantly surprised.
0: Yeah, and I think it did succeed in another way in, I did not see Spider-Man homecoming and seeing Tom Holland in this movie made me 100% want to go back and see homecoming. Same. He was really personable and great. He was every scene he was in. I was like, Oh, you're so great. I want to see more <laughs> of you. Good thing. There's a movie just about you. Cause I'm going to go find it. You know, like it was exactly the right. That's I think. What that's what they're trying to do is like, oh, you missed that one movie? You better go back and see it, mm-hmm. you know? Um, because I don't think people these days can put up with every single Marvel movie anymore because no. there's way too many of them. I
1: mean, I haven't seen Doctor Strange. I haven't seen Ant-Man. I haven't seen Spider-Man Homecoming. Mm-hmm. And I don't feel the need to. Like, I might check out Spider-Man Homecoming. Maybe. Mm-hmm. We'll see. Mm-hmm. You know, we'll see how easy it is to access and if I'm in the mood. But, yeah. like... I don't I don't think you need to see every single one of them to make sense of this movie. Mm-hmm. At the same time, you need to have a basis of understanding <laughs> to understand yeah. this movie.
0: Um. I do want to say, things that stuck out to me that were still disappointing were uh, Scarlet Witch and The Vision, their relationship, because I just watched Civil War, and so much of that movie is like setting up this like love story between them, question mark. And mm-hmm. I still think it's gross. I don't like it. <laughs> and, like, they start, I think they, what, they kissed or whatever when they were in Scotland, and I, and I was just, like, blah. Like, I I went with uh, Kyle and Melinda, a Smithy from, from Cutter House who just moved to Philly, and so we were all sitting there, and Melinda's just, like, holding my hand, like, oh, God, turn, like, stop it, please. Like, and I was the same way, and, and I was, like, please, turn it off, please. <laughs> and then I also had this really weird reaction to uh to Black Widow I think that her uh, something about the way she has been drawn over these many many movies has made me grow further away from her as like somebody one of the characters that I originally was like so into mm-hmm. and I also think that that is related to her love interest story like I'm okay. Yes. So not on board <laughs> with her and the Hulk being or Banner okay, being in here's a relationship. The thing.
1: Here's the thing, is I think I blocked out Age of Ultron from my memory. Yes. And <laughs> I think we all should have. I yes, think agreed. Marvel should have. So when that scene came on in the movie that, that had them go, ooh, that's awkward, when mm-hmm. they were in the same room together, whatever I was immediately like, Why again? Oh, did they date? I can't remember exactly what it was, but also if you, by pointing it out in this movie, you're, like, solidifying that this was a thing that we had to care about and remember. Mm-hmm. And that thing where it was just a horrible depiction of her character as just, like... God. Just, it's a, I think so many of the movies have done such a disservice to her mm-hmm. that when you get one that doesn't really do anything with her, like like this one, you just are left with sort of, like, eh... I, mm-hmm. I don't know who this person is,
0: yeah, apparently exactly.
1: we need to we needed to care when she was dating the Hulk or something. it's like no,, Mm-mm. like, and for some reason, the vision scarlet witch thing didn't bother me. Mm. I was kinda on board for it, weirdly,
0: all right, well, I will say they were better in this one than in uh civil war I, I was more on board in this mm. one but still very little of me was on board <laughs> i have such little memory of civil war too it's, i think i should rewatch that it's pretty that. good i will i i had forgotten nearly everything about it with the exception <laughs> of the stuff with black panther i guess like mm-hmm. but even that i was like oh right you know <laughs> and because I I remember the comic of that very well, and it it is a lot different than the comic, um, so it it was uh, it was nice to go back and watch it, but it also like not a hundred percent necessary, um, so what do you think is next for the with the next movie?
1: How did you know my question before I, I asked it? it says oh what?
0: What do you? What does this mean
1: for the future? And what do you hope for the future? Oh my god! Um, <laughs> so uh. a big thing we talked about—I talked about with Zach—was how sad uh, for half a second I was when everyone disappeared mm. at the end of the movie, and how I immediately thought they're not going to stick to this. I no. thought, just like Doctor Who, there's going to be a big red reset button. There's a part two to this movie, mm-hmm. like. Of the characters that I thought that they were going to retire from the, from making movies, those characters didn't die. Captain America, Iron Man, you know, I know those actors aren't signed on to do more. So, like, mm-hmm. I think they're going to bring back everyone for the next movie and kill certain people off. I still think there's going to be a body count at the end of this Infinity War, mm-hmm. but I don't think it's those characters. And I immediately thought that as I was watching it. Right. So, any weight of their death or whatever was so momentary Mm -hmm. so it was just gone in an instant um and it was mostly just like i think it'll be interesting to see what they do next
0: but i don't know what it's gonna be i really don't Mm -hmm. it was funny because uh i and melinda had like the two opposite reactions i think in that moment where i was with you where uh when bucky i think was the one that disappeared first that really was like oh my i had mm-hmm. this like shocked reaction i was like oh no 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 yeah. no and then i had a thought where i was like no well i mean black Panther's gonna get a sequel and he just disappeared so everything's fine like this is mm-hmm. not the end right and meanwhile melinda is sitting next to me literally like clawing into my shoulder mm-hmm. as spider-man dies like sobbing
1: <laughs> Okay, this I will give you the Spider-Man death. That was the only one that really made me, like... That great. You know, they drew it out, and right. it was, like, the only one that got me. But also, at that point, Black Panther had disappeared, and I was like, yeah. there's no fucking way. No, you no. know? No. <laughs> Not in a million years. <laughs> no, no, no. Are they getting rid of that character? And then Spider-Man, while that made me feel something, that was the one where I was like, never. Mm-hmm. They had one movie with him, and they're going to have 18 more. Like, right. they're so fucking <laughs> obsessed with Spider-Man. Yeah. They're never going to give that character up. Mm-hmm. So... Like, it was, it's a strange feeling. It to is be strange, like, yes. Oh,
0: I am sad and oh, that is shocking, but also I don't believe you. My, you know? My recommendation to everyone it, that uh, is on board with this movie is to go to Reddit, to the subreddit um, Fan Theories and to like read through all of them because that's what we did right after I mean like maybe starting the next day we would just check in and see what what the new fan theory is and boy is that exciting because (laughs) there are so many potential like what's next scenarios that we read through and I was like holy shit this is brilliant and like oh my god, I can see it now, and like, oh, this is very much like they were teasing it at the beginning, and I can't even like begin to explain them all here, because mm-hmm. A, I forget them, and B, I would never do it justice, but that subreddit nailed it in a lot of respects, and I'm really worried, because I think that when we finally do come to part two, and I see that movie, I will realize, oh, they didn't even put that much effort in uh-huh. <laughs> the people online, thought about it way harder, and came up with way better ideas. <laughs> and it'll be very much, as you said, like a Doctor Who thing, where it's like, ah, uh, well, they just sort of phoned in the finale. Yeah. And left the fans out here like, oh, is that, that's it? That's the ending you went for? Mm-hmm. So I'm, I am cautiously optimistic. I have a little bit of faith. But I I can see the future where I'll be disappointed.
1: Yeah. Okay, but so the future beyond Infinity War. They're saying okay. that this is a big reset for the Marvel Universe. You know, we, we know Captain Marvel's coming out before mm-hmm. Infinity War. Mm-hmm. So then after that, it sort of seems like there's a lot of these characters that are taking over, and we're probably going to not see Captain America, Iron Man, or whatever. Mm-hmm. So what do you hope that they do with this new future and what characters will take over
0: well so here's what i think i hope and pray is going to happen the captain marvel movie is set in the 90s we've heard so the end credit scene of the captain marvel movie will be and this is inspired by a tumblr post i saw eons ago will be a it will zoom into the future it'll be kamala khan in her bedroom with her Captain Marvel posters on the wall and it'll be her getting the Terrigen Mist in, in you know, New Jersey and she's going to become Miss Marvel and tease the Miss Marvel movie. Because if we don't get a Miss Marvel movie, yeah. I'll be devastated. She is a great character mm-hmm. and it would be so different than any other one that they've done before because it, it would have the flavor, I assume, of like Spider-Man Homecoming, but it could be so much more. It could be really much... Like you know, I I don't know. I just I think they could reach a lot of new people with a Miss Marvel movie, and if that's what they're gonna do, if they're gonna retire all these old older characters and go with something different, I think Miss Marvel is the number one pick for me to do that with. I mm-hmm. also would love to see Anna Kendrick be Squirrel Girl. <laughs> 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 she has expressed interest in being Squirrel Girl, and although I think there could be some other people that would do that that role justice, I think it would be hilarious <laughs> to see her do it. Um,
1: oh, and keep in mind, there's that Fox deal that is still being worked out so of Disney acquiring Fox, so they're going to have X-Men eventually. Oh,
0: right. Oh, right. Yeah.
1: See, because that's where I think the future, that's why they need to clean the slate a little bit is because they're making room for all these other characters oh
0: well well i think that my like the third one that i want besides those two is the matt fraction inspired hawkeye standalone movie which is not with jeremy renner it's with some young younger Mm. guy and it has kate bishop in it like i just want all of the female Mm -hmm. superheroes that i love i would love like a Valkyrie spinoff. Yeah. I don't know. I literally just think that just start going through the women. Really. Right. Really just do that. Why not? Comfort. Yeah. Um, I think that's great. There's so there. And the other thing is like, there's so many Marvel characters. And if you're including like the X-Men as well, you can't even begin to say like, okay, now here's the next logical step. Um, unless you like really sit down and you look through like okay Captain Marvel is our bridge to like the second umbrella of Marvel and you have to start thinking like who's her you know who's gonna be the villain in her movie and then all this stuff and it's all predicated Mm -hmm. on like one piece of knowledge which is the first movie is gonna be Captain Marvel and and you know there could be any weak link in your thought process and it's completely destroyed instantly when they they announce, you know, oh, we're just going to redo Iron Man. (laughs) Right? (laughs) God. Oh, my God. (laughs) Um, God.
1: Can you imagine if they went started going and redoing? I can imagine. I can 100%
0: imagine. Uh, Yes, that's all Spider-Man has been. But, yeah. (laughs) I hope they do take some steps to do something we haven't seen yet. Yeah. They have enough money now that they could and just, like, Take a couple more risks. Because mm-hmm. they pay off. Clearly, Black Panther, most successful one of them all, I would say. I don't know if yeah. that's, you know, like, factually true. But it feels like it. Mm-hmm. So, we'll see. Yeah. How about, how about you? What do you want to see? I think that, more the more more
1: women, I, I'm so excited for Captain Marvel. I'm so nervous yeah. at the same time. Like, I really want that to be as great as I hope it is. Because I did love that comic. Mm-hmm. And I just... I think it, that has so many... It seems like such a great spiritual successor to Captain America, too. If I mm-hmm. I think that should end. As much as I love that character, I think we're, we've seen enough of him. Same with Iron Man, I think we've seen enough of him. Mm-hmm. Um, trying to think, like, have we seen enough of Thor? I don't know. I loved Ragnarok so
0: much mm-hmm. that I don't think I can give him up yet. Um, I do think Thor Ragnarok is the last Thor movie. I don't know if we will if that will be the end of Chris Hemsworth as Thor but I think that there will be no more Thor movies and I had I, that realization recently and it it gutted me because I was yeah. like yeah there, that's the end of his story really you know yeah it really feels complete which I think is, so. is really hard to admit and I really really hope that Loki is not really dead because oh, I was gonna say the opposite. <laughs> I really hope he's really dead. Uh, God, the fact that Marvel can't kill off a single character ever, and they would the finally thing. do it with Loki of all... Is what, oh, well, you God. start
1: the movie with him dying, and then Thor saying, he's been dead before. So mm-hmm. you're like, oh, yeah, like, he's died so many times now. Yeah. And then you have your movie end with all these people dying, and you're like, I don't believe you. You know, yeah. we saw Red Skull in this movie. Like, <laughs> I just don't believe you. Like, people uh, who die do not die. That's so, so true. I just, I, yeah, it's like, that's the only thing that I think really missed for me in the, with the movie is that I just didn't believe that they would do what they did if i believed
0: it Mm -hmm. my god what a what an impressive movie you know i will tease you one of the fan theories which is the movie we saw is actually the second movie and the next one that we will see is the lead up to making that reality that is the only outcome in which some of them survive it's complicated you gotta go find the whole theory but so that is the one that I remember that was like, oh, yeah, those people that died, they're dead for real, and this is why. And I was like, oh, shit. <laughs> so, well, in my discussion with Zach, we talked about how they
1: Avengers, the Avengers get their hands on the Infinity Gauntlet, and then they have to decide what to do with it. Mm-hmm. Like, do you just undo what he had just done, mm-hmm. or do you – they've all lost someone, you know? Do they bring right. – Do they bring their loved ones back? Do they provide endless plenty for the world? Do they create a new planet? Like, literally, the possibilities are endless as to what you can do, and
0: it's like, who has their hands on the
1: gauntlet, you know?
0: Well, so this is the one that stuck out for me the most, that I, if this was the next movie, I would, it would be the best Marvel movie of them all. Iron Man has to be the one to hold the gauntlet, and he, because of the, whatever conversation him and Thanos had about them being the ones that understood... And so in the second movie, he gets control of the gauntlet and he uses it and he goes back and rewrites what has happened. Every single thing is the same, with the exception of Captain America didn't die in the plane. He survived, he went on his date with Peggy, and the entire timeline changed because he was never dead. Hmm. And we get to see how because of that, Iron Man was never necessary, he never became Iron Man, his parents never died, and it's a whole different reality. Oh, God. I just, it was, it was a, like, a, I love those, I love those timeline things where it's just, like, one change, Captain America surviving, changes everybody else's life in the Marvel universe. Yeah. So, we'll see. We'll see. Yeah. mm.
1: I mean, it could just be, yeah, like, like a time travel movie where sliding doors, you know, they're just going back and <laughs> forth going, oh, no, that changed it in this terrible way, and it changed it back. Right. <clears throat> you back, know? To, so, back
0: to the future. <laughs>
1: yeah. Yeah, we'll see. Um, yeah. The only other thing we really discussed was Thanos. Mm. Um, what did you think of him as a villain? Was he effective?
0: Uh, I did think he was an effective villain. He... Uh, his chin is, is distracting to me, yeah. but... Uh, no, I thought he, I think his, his villainry has some plot holes. I think he could be, he could, with all of that power, could maybe make the world a better place without sure. killing, killing half of the universe. Uh, but I think lots of villains have that problem. Mm-hmm. Uh, I, I enjoyed him as a villain. Yeah. He has a little yeah. bit of whimsy to him, which I like. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah. That was my consensus is I
1: I ultimately thought he was a very effective character and three-dimensional, which is always appreciated.
0: Yeah. Yeah, definitely. Mm Mm-hmm. Great. And when does the next one come out? A thousand years from now? No, next year.
1: All right. Yeah, they filmed (laughs) him at the same time. Right, 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 right. Yeah. But um, Captain Marvel comes out in, like, the spring, and then this next one comes out in May.
0: Ah, Okay. All right, mm-hmm. um, last question: Will Jeremy Renner be in the le- the
1: next <laughs> one? <laughs> I think they just benched him right? for the whole the whole thing, and like they they made one little comment about mm-hmm. him and Ant Man like yeah. protecting their families or something, and it was just like okay, that's fine, I'm fine with him yeah. being
0: gone. I I do know Ant Man will be in the next one, obviously, because he has the movie Ant Man and Wasp movie coming out soon,
1: so he's gonna be in it. But, yeah, I guess I'm only interested in what that movie was is going to be like, because it has to take place in the same universe.
0: Right. It doesn't have to necessarily be after this movie, but I think um, it will be. I think it would be great.
1: Yeah, well, because I, I love Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D., and I keep watching that, and I keep thinking, they, like, keep mentioning the Avengers, mm-hmm. but, like, sort of like, oh, this other thing that's happening over there. But it's also, like he made half the world, like, the half the universe disappear, so is that ever going to, like, happen in this show? Like, right. Like, that would suck. Right. That would just be such a terrible thing to do to a TV show, is to say, oh, well, because this movie did it, you're going to lose half your cast, whereas, like, because we don't know what part two is. If part two takes place immediately after and they undo it, you know?
0: Right. It, um... I have a lot of questions, actually, about Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D., because I can't tell if they're if they're now far enough apart in world, that it doesn't matter anymore? Because, like, I don't watch Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D., but I was still thinking, like, how does this affect Agent May? Also, is Agent May with Agent Coulson now? I don't understand. This last episode they Uh, kissed and it was lovely. Okay,
1: I'm gonna say, Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D. is a good show, and Mm. I very much enjoy watching it every week, and I think they are idiots if they don't make Daisy Johnson the hero of a Marvel movie because I would love to watch that. I really would. I think they're building up a really great character and they have built out the Inhumans world very nicely Mm. and so I think if she leads an Inhumans movie, I think it would be fabulous. How many seasons of that show are there? I was just thinking about this the other day. Maybe five or six? Alright.
0: Yeah. Seems like it's getting to that point where it's like TV... Zombie, right? It's, that's that starts around that seat. That I'm worried about it. Yeah, it's
1: it's it's coming to the end of its season right now, mm. and I'm just thoroughly enjoying it. But also, <laughs> I don't know how sustainable as a show it is, and I'm just gonna be really disappointed if these characters have are, sort of are technically in the Marvel universe and, and nothing else. Mm. You know, I'd love to see them in the movies.
0: Well, keep us updated as it goes. Okay, because. I did at one point love that show so I will maybe one day go back to it if it all ends okay
1: (laughs) (laughs) okay yeah I'll let you know if it's worth it to the end oh good but at the moment it's very much worth it Mm. um do you have any recommendations for me it's crazy because all I've been recommending to people the last few weeks has been Canada's Worst Driver. Yes! Like, I have gotten so many people into that show now in yes. the last
0: two weeks. Oh my god. It's incredible. I am so... When you texted me... Because that was sort of out of the blue that you decided to start watching it. Cause yeah. I think I recommended it like months and months ago. Oh, ages ago. And you texted me that you were starting watching it and, you, and I was like, oh my god, <laughs> that's amazing. And so I'm so glad you were liking it. Oh, it's so good. I... I, I just...
1: I, I, it's like the first thing I say to people now, like I was at a barbecue on Saturday and I was like, no, but have you seen Canada's worst driver? <laughs> right. And, nobody and it's like, has. it's such a hidden gem. It's uh. such, it's like, it's on Netflix, but it's not promoted in any way. Like nobody no. knows that it's on Netflix. I have to search for it every time, mm-hmm. you know, like it's just, it's so entertaining mm. and I love it so much. And I've, just started the next season where it's Canada's worst driver ever. Yes. And of course, Kevin is in it because (laughs) Kevin, Oh my God, Kevin. Uh, I even like had my friends sit down and watch it. And I was like, I literally just watched this entire season like mm -hmm. a day ago. And I'm still going to sit here and I'm going to watch it with you yep. because I'm enjoying the hell out of this. And I love watching other people watch it. And I love being like, oh, Kevin. And they're like, oh, does he stick around? Oh. <laughs> it's like, I don't know. And I told them, I was like, the ending is the most satisfying conclusion you could possibly hope for. And yes. they, they finished the first season. They're like, absolutely. A hundred percent. Exactly what
0: yes. should have been done. You should also, once you get through all of it, or if you watch the rest of the seasons on YouTube or whatever, if you are if you have a hankering, you should watch uh Canada's worst handyman as well. I watched the first episode of that. Okay. And
1: it made me very uncomfortable in this well, it's just the same. I I, I don't know why it wasn't bothering me as much as, as Canada's worst driver, but it's like they're going to kill someone. Yeah. <laughs> they're yeah. going to die doing this. But mm-hmm. I think I'll get back into it. Mm-hmm. But there's something about because I don't know. Power tools. <laughs> yeah. It's just like driving is like this necessary skill that we have and yeah. that, that you have to have and that you have to, you have to drive to get anywhere in this world in most places. And the handyman one, it's like you're choosing
0: yeah. to be actively terrible. <laughs> yes. That's fair. That is actually a very fair assessment. That's weird. Very true.
1: Yeah. I'm I'm just now realizing that that was my issue with it. Hmm. Versus driving, I was like, I know you're in Canada, like you need
0: yeah. your car,
1: and yeah. you need to get better. And yet, Kevin and Flora could not <laughs> get better. Learn, enough. they couldn't learn any information. Mm-hmm. Like they're just, they were just too dumb. Like the problem was not that he was blind in his right eye. The problem was not that English was her her second language. Uh-huh. It was that they were too dumb. <laughs> <laughs> I um, just have a lot of thoughts about Canada's Worst Driver, and I so appreciate good. you bringing it to my attention. Oh, I'm I'm so glad. I'm so glad.
0: <laughs> uh, well, I haven't watched anything um, besides Big all the Brother. things you just told me about. <laughs> oh, that, yeah, all those things on the airplane. But uh, Big Brother Canada, uh, and I, I, I want to recommend this season to people that maybe are Big Brother America people and haven't watched Canada. Uh, It was a Heaven and hell theme season, and the women ran the show, which (laughs) never happens in the U.S., and it was unreal to see so many women prevailing, and, like, all these showmances where the women were the ones that were driving forces behind it, making decisions, being the smartest one in the room. It was so nice and refreshing, and Mm record-breaking, and it was just all-around great. Um, And similarly, finally, Kyle and I finished watching Deep Space Nine, Star Trek Deep Space Nine, uh, in my mission to watch all of the Star Trek canon. We have moved on to Star Trek Voyager, which Mm -hmm. is the only franchise that's led by a female captain, Captain Janeway. Mm -hmm. And it is bringing back all these memories of high school Shannon when she clung to that show so desperately Mm
2: -hmm. because...
0: It was a wasteland of television at the time. And it's so nice to see her commanding the ship. And I've just, we're three episodes into it, and I'm, like, ready to watch ten episodes every day (laughs) from now until we're done because it's so good. I love it so much. Um, So, anyway, my recommendation is women. (laughs) Great.
1: You know, if you want a reality competition show where women are always the best, Mm is Hell's Kitchen. Every. Really? Every season that we've seen so far, they're divided into the men's team and the women's team, mm-hmm. and every single season, the women's team is so much better than the <laughs> men's team. Like, just as a unit, the men cannot function. They do not work as a team, hmm. and the women, no matter how much they hate each other, <laughs> right, are so much more effective as a team every season uh, that we've watched. The women are just heads and shoulders above the men. Crazy. Yeah. Uh...
0: One more thing about the wedding that I attended. Uh-huh. Uh, so the the playlist of music during the dinner hour, uh, there were lots of songs in there that were for people, you know, that had come to the wedding, like, you know, special songs that were meaningful between the couple and them. And I just want to let you know that the one that Dave picked for me was See You Again from Fast and <laughs> Furious. So... <laughs> That's beautiful. It was amazing. And then mm-hmm. I was like, wow, I really want to watch Fast and Furious right now. <laughs> so, um, but it made me think of, of course, our time in Ireland together. Yes. When we were doing Fast and Furious Ireland driving around. So,
2: mm-hmm.
0: um, yeah. Anyway, that was my last tidbit for you.
1: I love it. Yeah. All right. Well, we'll close out this uh, probably very long episode. Yeah,
0: sorry about that, everybody. <laughs> yeah.
1: But it's two episodes in one, so... Yeah. We'll be you're back welcome. next month.
0: So I you're don't know. <laughs> uh <sighs>